You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Michael Kist. Are you caught me not listening again? Benjamin Solak. You never listen! It's the Kist and Solak Show. Presented by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Ben, did you see AJ Brown's run after catch on that touchdown? What a what a horse! Welcome into the SB Nation NFL show where we don't talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, look, okay, Michael Kist here with Benjamin Solak here on Bleeding Green Nation. It's brought to you by SB Nation, but unfortunately, we can't just talk about Titans Ravens all day. So two competent football teams. We have to talk about this Eagles loss to the Browns. You know, ugly one, bad weather, turnovers, all types of stuff going on, Ben. But first, I'm going to ask you because I care. How you doing, brother? Uh, everything is delicious. <laughs> Making a pumpkin cheesecake uh, during the game. Thanksgiving oh. coming up. I'm um, doing... I had to figure out how to make turkey for one person. You, I, Whenever I think about turkeys, I'm like, yeah, you make that for eight people. It's a whole turkey. And it's just me and Mary this year. Mary doesn't eat meat. And so I was like... I was really Googling Thanksgiving dinners for one. And I was like, what do, you, what do people do? How can you even buy turkey that's parceled out for one person? So we got some tur- so just regular turkey breast, which is like chicken breast, but it looks nastier. Yeah. Uh, doing mashed potatoes. Pretty excited. I, I mean, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good week. Going to write about the Eagles blowing up their entire team and changing everybody. You know, casual stuff. Ben, I'm going to give you some on-air advice. It sounds like you're cleaner when you're more to the to the right, where you are right there. Because when you move the other way, when you move to your left, it sounds a little distance. Yeah, the way I'll be honest with up. you. Looking at my mic now, it it like clearly got loose somehow because it's tilted like a forty five degree angle, and it's not <laughs> usually it's not straight upright. It's okay. I'll just crick my neck and I'll just talk like this for the whole podcast. You are as well prepared as Doug Peterson and Carson right, exactly. Wentz. And Nobody can say that I'm I'm bringing less to the table than the Eagles do. And I'll give Ben a moment to fix that. As of course we have to recap this twenty two to seventeen loss. To the Browns, which brings the Eagles to three six and one, if I'm not mistaken. Browns advance to seven and three, and I mean it's more of the same. Like, and we gave Doug Peterson a lot of criticism last week, and I think it was it was justly deserved. Uh, I think when I was talking with Mark Schofield, I said, you know, it's not just Doug, it's not just Carson, it's not just the offensive line, it's not just the receivers, it's not just this, it's not just that, and that and that's why we're at where we're at right now. I think in this one, Carson Wentz was the biggest problem in the game, and it didn't start out that way. It started out fine, like. Doug had a good game plan out the gate, the script of plays, it was working, they were, they were running the ball effectively at the very least, it was a run-heavy script, even the passes, and people were complaining about the, the early passes, they were getting chunk plays on the, on the first five passes, they were pretty effective, but Miles Sanders fumbles near the goal line, that ends that drive, and then Carson Wentz on what was, a, I think, a green dog from Denzel Ward gets hit, he misses an open Rager, Rager was less open than I think people were saying, right. but still 
open because the way that route is designed, it's not designed for a quick hitter. Either way, he gets hit and Sion Takitaki is there to take it back for a pick six. And and suddenly you get the feeling like, oh boy, like here we go again. Sure. And of course, it was like that for the rest of the game. I mean, how many turnovers did one time in this one? He had two interceptions, one that was overturned, right? Because they hit the ground. Right. Or so he or... threw two picks. There obviously was also, right, the uh, near Mac Wilson, Fulgham, DPI, four quadruple coverage pick that was overturned. <laughs> uh, yeah. He had the fumble, or the strip sack on, on third and three from the 12, right before a beautiful fourth and 13 throw to Jalen Rager, which was my right. favorite play of the game. Doesn't matter why, Rager over three and a half catches. Um, <laughs> And then proceeds to make another great climb the pocket sidearm zinger to Dallas Goddard to score. You know, once the yep. game is decided, there's no <laughs> there's no better Wentz than yeah. I have to make sure this two score loss shows up in my one score game record by scoring a garbage time <laughs> touchdown. Right. That Wentz like that is the best Carson Wentz it has ever played 2017 or otherwise. The best Wentz is down by two scores with no hope and the defense is soft. I'm just making insane throws. Yeah, I, I disagree that Wentz was the biggest problem. We 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 vacillate on a weekly basis between who like like last week i was like so pissed at doug peterson two weeks ago i was yeah. like you gotta fire jim schwartz you know what <laughs> i mean like, like like we we we're all over the place there's no doubt that every week we sit down just like all right who is the main culprit today which when w- you will you will you say this i'm sorry to cut you off here no. but will you say that for this season carson wentz has been the biggest problem because if you're getting bottom 32 quarterback yes. play you're yes, right. okay. yes yes for the season when's the biggest problem Absolutely. And and I think that there's, you know, a discussion that we've had, a discussion that we're continuing to have of like how much of it is Carson's fault that Carson is the problem. Right. Right. Like Carson's got some nasty habits as a processor. How much of that is the nature of the receivers he's played with over the last three years? How much of that is the nature of the current state of the offensive line and the current state of the receivers he has now? How much of that is because of his coaching? You know what I mean? Like that 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 that's why it sucks so bad because everything it's not it's not just fixing Wentz. You've got to fix it all. Like it feels like this team is so screwed. <laughs> that's the thing is like we talked a little bit about this on the last recap show. Is you know who do you fire and who do you keep? Right. It's very difficult to say with any certainty at this stage. If you get rid of Howie, Doug and Carson can make it work. If you replace Carson, like so many people want Hurts to play for Carson. I want Hurts to play for Carson because I'm so sick and tired of watching Carson be so bad. But also, like, you know, Hurts solves a problem, but he does Mm -hmm. not solve the problem. He doesn't solve many problems. You know what I mean? Like, the idea that Hurts comes in and all of a sudden a free rusher, because Richard Rodgers doesn't know who to block, becomes a completed <laughs> pass instead of a pick six or a fumble or whatever is ridiculous. And, like, there's right. so much Hurts can bring that Wentz doesn't bring. And there, there's so much unique stuff you could do and you tra- change to a quarterback run offense and whatever. But also, like, Hurts is not a great processor. Way Wentz is not being a great processor right now. Hurts does not have good pocket management, very much the way that right. Wentz is not have good pocket management. So you've got similar issues. So you're going to get, you know, like, like Hurts is going to come in and it's going to feel better because it's a rookie and it's going to hurt less, which is the same as feel better, I realize, because he's going to yeah. make some explosive plays with his legs that Wentz isn't making. But Correct. at the end of the day, team's horrible, right? Yeah. Uh, right. After the, um, the safety they gave up. I kind of walked like a lot of people were like, Carson, what the heck? And a lot of other people were like, Jason Peters, what is this? And I went and you know, they put up the dots of the play and I was able to go through and basically say like, all right, design wise, this sucks. Yep. Quarterback wise, this sucks. Offensive mm-hmm. line wise, this sucks. And this is the nature of the team. This is yep. your problem. Everybody's bad. Yeah, and, and, and think about that play. Like, okay, you, you people, someone said, well, you didn't have any time to throw. 
He did a full five-step drop, took two hatches forward, and he's still looking at the same read that is obviously covered. I know it's a lot to ask for Carson Wentz to get to the backside of something ever, but he could have done it on this one and had Goddard. Or even if you don't do that, you can check it down and live to play another day, right? Like the the, the talking point coming into this one, and we'll kind of dig into this, but before the, before the game, Ian Rappaport had this to say about the Eagles. Quote, the Philadelphia Eagles are firmly committed to quarterback Carson Wentz. No crap. Uh, they believe his issues, mostly sacks and interceptions, are fixable and non-mechanical. They believe his picks are mostly due to over-aggressiveness. Wait, I'm cutting you off. Fixable and non-mechanical? Which, insane. Okay, what, yeah. What's I, a mechanical <laughs> sack? <laughs> so, to continue, uh, so here are the goals. Get rid of the ball quick. Get get the running backs involved. Don't force it and live to fight another down. End quote. I don't think he did any of these in, in at all. The ball didn't come out quick. Right. The running backs didn't get involved in the passing game. When the check down, checkdowns were there, he, he, he didn't take them. He forced a ton of stuff. And look, we can argue the merit of each interception and say, oh, this is because Alshon Jeffrey jumped hamburger high and he doesn't have any juice left, which is absolutely true. Or we could say, oh, it was maybe DPI on, on Travis Fulgham, which maybe is the case, right? But like when you lead the league in turnovers, I'm no longer interested. Dude, the Fulgham play was not a pick. Your I, argument's I, invalid. But still, but still, right. So I, I'm, I'm not interested anymore when you lead right. the league in turnovers in, in putting every single turnover under a microscope because there's so doggone many of them, right? right. That's, so, yeah, somebody, somebody after I, I, I made the Alshon jumping joke, somebody <laughs> hit me with like, is, the, is an INT ever going to be the quarterback's fault? Yeah, most of them, my GHs. This one's <laughs> funny because it's Alshon and he didn't play for nine weeks and they finally have him active and he can't do anything. He yep. had the drop on like one of Wentz's best throws of the day on third yep. down, which would clear the sticks. And then he went up for that ball and just had nothing. And you can't, it's hilarious. Yeah. This guy is the reason they've neglected wide receiver for the last two years. <laughs> That's the dude. That's him. That's wide receiver one since 2017. It's just like that. that, And so that the the absurdity makes you laugh. But like, right, because at at some point you reach the water's edge of just wanting like wanting to and even being mentally capable of like analyzing. Right. And that's me saying that I'm Mr. Like, hey, that was a cool second and eight design when like everybody else cares about like the pick sex. Right. Oh, interesting. But like I'm out here making Wentz hurts jokes like everybody else because uh, you can't get through watching this team without i want to see literally anything else i want two good plays if i get two good plays i at least feel something (laughs) because right uh uh, there was the uh uh the the uh the the near fulgum interception whatever right after that play i was like i don't even care if this is a pick i don't i'm catatonic like i'm not this isn't real i'm not watching football i'm just like the the baker fumble which was 100 percent a fumble which my goodness Right. I don't even that care. That sort of play would get me up out of my chair like a <laughs> month ago, let alone right. like last year. And now yeah. I was just like, sure, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, that's awful. That's terrible. Refs suck. Let's move on. I tweeted three words out before the Eagles' final possession where they scored a touchdown and could have got an onside kick. Nobody right. said anything. This fan base is so apathetic about what is going on with this team. I think that's the biggest. And, and Jimmy Kemsky pointed this out on BGN Radio. Like, Jeffrey Laurie will not stand for that. People just don't care about this team and they have no reason to care like it honestly feels and i mentioned this earlier but mm-hmm. i think it, I, honestly 2023 is like that like the next viable thing because right now this this roster is so stuck with what they have they are tied to carson wentz they are terrified to play jalen hurts the guy they picked 53rd it's overall so funny, they won't dude. play him it's amazing <laughs> it's they won't throw the ball a, with him either it's stunning that yeah. he it's very like 
I, I want to go back and, and listen to the pressers and read the remarks and everything like that. Because obviously at the time, there was kind of the sensation of like, is this a Howie pick? Is this a Doug pick? Whatever. There's no way Doug was on board with this. Right. Can be, right? It, it cannot be. If because Doug if Peterson Doug is in charge of who takes quarterback snaps, which I'm assuming he is. Right. Because he's a head coach. <laughs> you gotta be. Then, then if he at all liked Jalen Hurts as a prospect, <laughs> he wouldn't be playing him right now. Because, like, you a few weeks ago, before even like before the Steelers and the Ravens games, when like Wentz was playing better, you could argue keeping Wentz in is going to help him. Like, you know, I, I made the point a couple months ago: the Eagles' number one priority should be figuring out how to get Wentz back to a pleasant, manageable, yeah, acceptable level of play. Yeah. And that still should be because he's the $134 million commitment. But you can no longer argue that playing him with this team and this offense with this receiver, you can't argue that this is helping him because clearly, like after the the, the Ravens Steelers improvement, which there's no arguing, like obviously everybody's mad right now. There's no arguing Wentz played better in those games. Since then, he's not only fallen back off, he's worse than he was even against the Rams and against Washington. Right? I mean, like, some stuff's better. Like, he's not taking as many dumb sacks. He wasn't escaping anything. He had no interest in leaving the pocket today against Cleveland. Why? Right. It's right. one of the few things that sometimes works for you. And he had no, he didn't care at all. He was just like, nah, I'm just going to climb. Like, the Fulgham throw, like, he saw the blitz coming. And he was yeah. like, I'm going to get Fulgham one-on-one, and I'm going to throw it. And meanwhile, the throw took 10,000 years. So you got three more defenders over there. And number two, like free rusher it's usually carson's favorite thing because usually that guy's yep. coming in at high velocity so it's very easy to sidestep him or duck him or whatever and then extend the play he didn't like so he, he I, I tweeted that like somebody told him you've been bailing out of the back of the pocket too much so he just like stopped like one of the <laughs> olivier vernon sacks the one against lane johnson the three-man rush people were like yo like lane got bullied by vernon lane w- lane likes to take bull rushes like that lane takes yeah, bull rushes he and he gives up ground it's what he does right he gets and hands underneath you he gives up ground he re-anchors exactly Carson just runs directly into Vernon's open hand. Yeah. The only place Vernon can sack Carson Wentz is where Wentz ends up going. <laughs> right? And like Wentz, Wentz usually is right. like 12 yards out the back of that pocket. But right? uh-huh. I'm going to climb this one. So anyway, going all the way back to the initial point, which I don't really think I like. we like sat down on. I do think that the biggest issue Brown's game alone was supporting cast. Uh-huh. Offensive line was atrocious. I mean, they ran the ball well. Pass protection, they were terrible. Peters, it it's like... He needs to retire. I mean, like, bad does not even begin to capture just how awful. Like, Adrian Claiborne, man. Like, just right. waxing Olivia Vernon, waxing him. Uh, and he didn't get replaced right. by Milana until, like, the what, the final drive? The final no, no, drive no, no, no. Milana replaced Lane because Lane's clearly still not oh, healthy. That's right. Yeah. That's Lane, right. Lane, like, Lane has, has, like, even when they were like, and Lane's good now, he's not. He's, <laughs> he's yeah. clearly not as quick as he used to be, and he's clearly not, not good at anchoring. And I, and I think he'll be fine, but I don't think his ankle's at 100% to make it clear. Like, it's not like he's, like, falling off. Kelsey, who's, like, not having a great season, but he's, like, 33, was playing with half an arm. Like Couldn't buckle his own chin strap. Right, exactly. Couldn't get his, his, his hand above his shoulder, but he's out here blocking dudes. Like, okay, sure, why not? Matt Pryor, man. Ooh. Oh. Like, thank oh. goodness for J.J. on Thinkle Whiteside, because the L I would be taking on Matt Pryor... Not really. Oh. I mean, I said Pryor's like a good run blocker, and he still is. But Pryor in pass protection, it's amazing. I don't even think he knows where he is. <laughs> I don't know, like. I like, just like stunts and games are just like astounding to him that people are coming from other directions. <laughs> so like the, the, the guy besides the dude lined up directly across from him is allowed to rush him, right? Right. And then like you know, okay, Sam Malu is whatever. So the pass protection was atrocious, uh, and then 
once again, the Eagles game plan on like third and three, third and four, even like on, on their early passing downs. So it was like, all right, we're going to run all curls. We're going to run dragon. We're going to run pirate. We're going to run all, all of our quick breaking stuff. All the hits. And somebody's going to open. And nobody did. Fogum's right. not playing as well as he did. He also deserves more targets, deserves more opportunities. But like he's not winning at the catch point, like at that unbelievable, unsustainable Pittsburgh mm. rate, right? Rager played a little bit better, I think. You know, I would I expect a them couple to use of more. really nice routes, but yeah. there were also some times where Goddard I was like, played. Mm. I Goddard played a little bit better as well. Richard Rodgers played a little bit better as well. But they're just not getting re- guys regularly uncovering. They don't have a back that can pass protect. So Wentz is under constant pressure. So to me, like I thought this was this was a pretty good game if you want to make the the entire offense is bad and also the quarterback is really bad argument. <laughs> this was your game for it. It like there be there were games earlier in the season where like Wentz was missing open dudes. Wentz wasn't missing open dudes today. There were no open yeah. dudes. And there's also the question of and I and I got this early in the game and I got some kickback from it. Like I was saying early in the game, I thought Doug Peterson's script was working. I said that previously in the show, but like people were saying, Oh, he abandoned the run. Like at at, at one point they had 15 rushes and seven dropbacks to start this game off, and then game script, script gets kind of weird. But I do think there was a point. I mean, there, you're always going to see the stats. Oh, he only ran six times in the second half or, or whatever it is. Do you think they got away from the run a little too much? And I understand the fourth quarter, you're down two scores. They pass a lot, whatever. Take that out of it. Let's look at, like, second quarter, third quarter. First quarter, they ran the ball a bunch. Second and third quarter – do you think they got away from the run too right. much and that hurt them ultimately? It it whenever we have this discussion, it is critical to note that the Eagles and and there's no metric I can give you for this because it's pre-snap. So you can't see it in the action of the play. But I would argue the Eagles definitely above average, probably top 10 in the league in having a run play package with a passing play at the line of scrimmage. And yeah. Wentz can choose which one he wants based off pre-snap look. So I mean, look at that, the third right. and seven where it was the read option. They had the bubble tack to it too. Right. Like there was an option to pass yeah. there. Yeah. So the like the the entire th- theory behind run pass balance is that you can keep a, a defense guessing as to what you're going to do with the football. And why is why is this valuable? Why is this a theory of offense? Well, because you need to attribute numbers in some way pre-snap to taking away something, right? Mm-hmm. You can make it as simple as like, we're going to be too high if we want to stop the pass. We're going to be single high if we want to stop the runs. We get the extra player in the box. Like right. if you want to make that much of a generalization, go for it, right? It gets as specific as like, I'm going to line up three, you know, of my defensive linemen inside the tackle box, takeaway zone, and like, you know, so on and so forth, whatever. Yeah. So when it comes to the Eagles run pass balance, this offense is predicated on taking that which the defense affords them. And right. on the first drive, they ran the ball nine consecutive times. Ends mm-hmm. with the with the fumble, Miles Sanders inside the five. They had the running game. They had the running game. They had the angles they wanted. They had the opening script they wanted. I can guarantee you that Peterson's play sheet was not, all right, here's our first nine plays. They're all runs. But right. it was, we're going to yeah. package run with pass. Wentz is going to have the ability to kill at the line and get into audibles because Wentz audibles to runs very frequently, uh, multiple times a game. And he did so in the first couple of drives. Yep. Then you then get to the pick six drive. And it was a QB sneak, and then it was four consecutive passes, ending with the pick sack, and that was the second drive. So they had a nine-run drive, ends with a fumble inside the five, but that feels like a good drive, right? Because you picked up like 85 yards. And then you have the four-pass drive that ends with a pick six, and that feels like a bad drive because it ended with a pick six. They had a 16-yard throw to Jalen Rager, 33-yard throw to Dallas Goddard, and on that second and seven play, they had Miles Sanders... He was looking good in the flat. Like that was going to be a nice opportunity for him to pick up some yardage. He had a good opportunity to. He was going to. He was going to get the ball before Takitaki arrived, and that was going to yeah. give him an opportunity to break that tackle in space, which Sanders should be able to do. 
gets hit because Rodgers has no idea <laughs> who he's picking up in pass protection. Uh, the Rager route, people say Rager was wide open. So they got Rager in the slot, Fulgham to the outside. Fulgham's running the big posts, real deep post route. And Rager's running a wheel route behind it. And the, the, the hope on that wheel route is for Rager to stalk upfield, right? So I'm taking a vertical stalk, and then belly out to the outside. And when he bellies out, you want the guy covering him, that safety with like 12 yards of cushion on him, to close in downhill. Oh, no, yes. he's running an out route. And then you run the wheel on top of him. Mm-hmm. Rager never elects to run the wheel. In part but, because the safety never comes down. Yes. Safety never comes down in part because Rager stalks and then like turns and jogs backwards. <laughs> yeah. No idea. I, I like that break after after the, the, the route stem tells the safety, I am not running an out nothing i'm doing here is real right because you if you were actually running an out route you would never turn your your shoulders into the quarterback you would turn them away from the quarterback and then catch the ball with your shoulders towards the sideline so i don't like i've no if that's the way that route is coached no wonder it didn't work but Rager just stands there and he's like maybe throw it to me and one's like i don't know if i can do that (laughs) like it's just like broken right that's the sort of nonsense that like okay if you're aaron Rodgers and Devontae adams you get away with that stuff you're Jalen Rigger and Carson Wentz. You played together for four games and both of you are kind of bad. Like this is not gonna, it's not gonna work. It's like the 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 safety play, right? Where it's John Hightower is going to the flat to hopefully draw in the flat defender so you can throw Rager on the corner route on top of him. But because right. Hightower stays to chip Olivier Vernon, he's late getting to the flat. So the flat defender is never drawn down by that route. So Rager never opens up. The, the, the route combinations don't work. The timing the- is bad. And the chip hurt Jason Peters on the block. Right, because that's a being an interior rush anyway. And Peters yeah. gets gets inside stabbed all the way back to Kingdom Come. He's at the end line. <laughs> Isaac Samuel's like, I'm coming to help. No, you're not. You're five yards away. This is impossible. Right. And then and Vernon's it's a B gap rush. So like a lot yeah. of times with sacks, sure. You know what I mean? Like uh, taking it in the in the back in the end zone, like quarterback, what are you doing? You got another situation. A B gap rush with a chip and help that way. Like you said, like Wentz had a five-step drop in the two hitches. Wentz had a five-step drop and then Vernon was in his lap. He should rip it because it's a safety. Like, like, okay, you throw a pick six. It's seven points instead of two and at least you're getting the ball back, right? So like, absolutely he should rip it. But also like if you're if you're listing things not to allow as an offensive line, B-gap rush against the against the end line right yeah. is like number one because that's auto sack quarterback can't escape out the back the end line's yeah. back there dan orlovsky knows about this so it's like, like this is the whole team sucks everything is bad doug peterson said he did not consider putting Jalen hurts in for carson wentz per zach berman of course he said that they're terrifying too they're terrifying <laughs> actually big freudian slip from zach berman who i love a great deal uh because he said doug peterson did not consider pulling Jalen hurts for carson wentz which implies Jalen hurts was the starter <laughs> nice well, that is a long way to say that we don't care about run pass balance as much as it's a lot just, of people. It's just—it's not like do. run pass balance, and and I feel like Doug when I'm saying this, which pisses me off. Trust me, but yeah. it's not as—it's not as simple as how many times did you run the ball, how many times did you pass the ball, and when did you do right. it? Were you leading? Were you trailing? How much time was left? The Eagles run when they have good looks to run. Like they came out uh, driving the second quarter after the pick six and everything, and they went. Sanders for six yards, Sanders for 11, Scott for nine, Scott for three, right? And then that drive ended up dying on the third and seven zone read thing that you tag so on and so forth. I think, yes, if the Eagles could run every first down, every second down, every third down and pick up a first down, they would. But eventually a defense takes that away and says, hey, terrible quarterback with no good receivers, do something to us. And they can't. Right. 
Exactly. That's kind of, that's kind of how I see it too. It's 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 not just as simple as oh, they should run the ball more. Well, how and when and look at this box. And again, they're 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 daring Carson Wentz to pass because. Oh, boy. So we're going to flip size the ball when we come back here on the Kiss and Solak show talking about this stupid loss to the Browns, which what well, my my score prediction was 20 to nine. It ended up 22 to two. Oh, they, they didn't they score at yeah, the end. They 22 to 17. Mm-hmm. I'm a big old dummy. I didn't get it right. Yeah, you got Sorry, it. Guys. We, we got to start adjusting these predictions for inevitable 45 second Dallas Goddard touchdown to make this look like it was actually a thing, <laughs> which this was not a game. All right. We'll be back right after this. We're back here on the Kist and Solak show. Michael Kist here with Benjamin Solak, SB Nation, Bleeding Green Nation, bringing it to you. I promised we would talk about some defense. So let's talk about some defense uh, for the Eagles. Number one, cornerbacks stink, man. I'm putting Darius Darius Slay aside from this. I actually want to mention him as part of my point here. The Eagles spent the entire offseason watching a guy that they wanted to bring into this defense, watching, you know, elite to very good cornerbacks, Byron Jones, Darius Slay, Chris Harris, like all, all these different guys that play football at a high level, that play the position well. And then they looked at their own film and they said, hmm, Avante Maddox was pretty poor in the slot last year as a nickel cornerback. We should promote him to outside cornerback. Hmm. Jalen Mills stinks out loud. It's, it's amazing. He's still on this team. Um, and now... Well, we were in a pinch. Yeah, we could probably put Jalen Mills in there in a pinch. No, you can't. Right. He stinks. He's one of the worst cornerbacks in the league. It doesn't matter that you have him in a safety. When you get when you when you're down, guys, he's gonna have to come up and cover guys. He can't cover anybody. I don't care what his position is. The whole thing just makes no sense whatsoever. And outside of Jalen Mills, you've got five nickel corners that can't match up with anybody. Darius Slay is the only viable guy you have in that secondary that can do it. It's insane to me that we are at this point. He is 5'9 with 10-inch arms. Stop. You're insulting my intelligence i gotta bleep a bunch of stuff now got myself worked up but like honestly what, i know but this is good because you said he didn't care anymore and now you're getting amped up he's back but like what's the, what's what's the what's the process in that what's the decision making right. in that this 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 to me like okay things that piss me off there's like twelve thousand of them and it's very difficult to order them and 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 you know kind of create like a, a hierarchy things that just like grossly fascinate me that like if were I not an Eagles fan or a, like an like oddity. A Eagles meeting, right? I just want to know is yeah. how the defensive personnel decisions are made because right. I we know that Schwartz has a wild amount of influence, and we know that Howie uh, is not the best personnel guy. That was a very nice way of saying he's really bad. <laughs> we know that Joe Douglas was around scouting people giving his input we know that some guys are called joe douglas guys even though nobody really knows why they're called joe douglas guys or not i.e draft picks right yeah how (laughs) (laughs) like is it a similar process as would like we know that Mm -hmm. well at least we think we know we can tell that like jalen hurts probably wasn't a doug pick are these picks schwartz picks does he have more influence over that right like Like, what's the process Right, because like like linebacker, like everybody knows that Gary is Schwartz's dude, right? Like everybody yeah. just know, like we know this guy's been around and whatever, and it's like that is objectively bad. Yeah. At corner, right? They add Slay, and 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 Schwartz gives that presser where he talks about like we played played a lot of man in 2017, and then the Patriots were switching routes on us. And they were running combo routes, so we wanted to play more zone, and now we're going to go back to more man. And kind of like, oh, like maybe Jim Schwartz is trying to change the way he plays defense. And accordingly wants Darius Slay. But then he, uh, he, then they make no other change at corner. And right. it seems a little bit like, huh, 
maybe Jim Schwartz was just given Darius Slay and was like, well, dang it, I got to play more man coverage now and right. just refused to do anything. Like, you know, I, I don't, what I, I want to, I want to sit down and be like, all right, 2018 NFL draft, whose idea was it to draft Josh Sweat? And then I want like freaking, you know, Tim Cunningham, whatever the, like, you know, the, the, the dude in the back of the, 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 like, you know, assistant director of college personnel to be like, <laughs> he was my guy, but like, right, you're in charge of every personnel decision on defense forever. Cause I don't know what the balance is, right. but it is, it is so difficult to overstate how the Eagles bring in defensive players and only the bad ones stay and get right. more playing time. And the good ones either get worse or leave. Right. It's, it, it is as backwards as it could be. And, and a lot of people, you know, oh, man, Jim Schwartz, defense, keeping the Eagles in this game, stymieing the Cleveland okay. rushing attack. Yeah, for a while. And then guess yeah. what the, the, the Jim Schwartz defense did, which it does every single game in which it's played kind of well. It eventually started giving up explosives, mm-hmm. both in the passing game and in the running jo- game. Joe jo- jo Osman gets just right, dominated. Exactly. Which, like Derek Barnett Brandon was McLeod, Brandon McLeod gets hurtled. Yeah, uh, right. TJ Edwards can't make plays unblocked mm-hmm. because right. he's just bad. Like, he's slow and he's bad. Can we say that again? TJ Edwards People is were gassed bad. about TJ Edwards, man. This is the state of Eagles fandom when it comes to yeah, linebacking. And, and this is what we warned people of. That TJ Edwards was not good just because Nate Gary is catastrophically bad tj edwards duke riley alex singleton they all have worse tackle efficiency than nick gary they're worse tacklers than nick gary defensive line played well and and singleton and 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 riley and and mcleod and mills got to kind of like pick up the scraps from kind of defensive line penetrating like crazy right josh sweat had his best game as an eagle and sick love it cox had the strip sack beat wyatt teller i'll take one elite fletcher cox play per game if it's a strip (laughs) sack him putting Teller on skates yeah. is one of the be- it's one of the best plays of the year. Nobody has gotten Teller like that this year. Like exactly, we mentioned yeah. in the preview show, he's playing like the best dog on guard in the right. league. And, 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 and on the very next drive, Teller went and just started murdering cats left and right, and they, they scored the <laughs> touchdown. But like, but like, you know, like you got some good plays from those guys, from your big ticket guys, whatever. It's still not enough. But it, it's the fact that you have right, like, like you bring up with linebacker, like with corner, like you know. We, so we talked about linebacker on this podcast. With corner, we talked about. It even uh, at the like you go back and listen to the Darius Slay acquisition. We talked about man coverage. And we also talked about what are they doing? Is it Sydney and Rasul behind? Like right. what is the the how does this? You can't just play one corner. There's two receivers, <laughs> and usually there's like three, and sometimes there's four. Yep. <laughs> you gotta be... especially with like Dallas. You know they had right. the three wide receivers that they have. You're gonna have to match up with them right. now. Obviously that situation changed because the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. But like, could you see them matching up with Dallas if they had Dak? I can't. Three guys? No way. Right. And so you have so okay, so the uh the Browns had forty rushing attempts, they had 137 yards, so three point four yards per rush. So I, I brought up some of the numbers against similar approaches. The Eagles did a really good job taking away the zone run. Uh they were yes. really, really good at, at shooting gaps, getting upfield into those. Uh so you're you're either forcing that path from the running back to get super wide going to the outside, or you're forcing a cutback way too early, which lets your unblocked linebackers read the back's motion and get underneath some of the, the second level combo blocks. So they did a really good job taking away zone. Uh, and then the Browns kind of went to a more power heavy approach, which they've been doing this year, pulled out some pullers. Mm. And that's where they really started to get movement uh, uh, in the running game. That's where you were able to open things up with Nick Chubb a little bit more. So 
like I, I do think like, all right, solid performance by the, the, the running defense, defensive line stepped up. We talked about how they were at a disadvantage against this offensive line. I thought overall they had a good game. Sweat being really good against Jedrick Wills was a very big deal. That pressure was important. Brandon Graham had good rushes on uh, Conklin. That was important. Yes. So, so kudos there. Feather in that cap. Tremendous. They still can't cover anybody if it's not Darius Light. And so it doesn't end up mattering because you get those explosive passing plays. You get to rip off chunk gains. You get the play action passing game, which was extremely successful and not for nothing. But that defensive line, which was so good for you, also had like three false start or three offsides penalties in the first half because they're trying to get off the ball so aggressively. Uh, and yeah. so you can say keep Schwartz. Schwartz is an NFL caliber defense coordinator. It's working, whatever. Like you can, you can make the case and it's like, okay. But there's not like I, I I don't look at this defense and I go like cool playoff caliber oh look at them with players and oh like it's the lack of development and the lack of talent yeah. that okay the only way they're gonna get better is if after all the money they put to the defensive line all the draft picks they put into the defensive line they just do that for the linebackers and for the corners and for the safeties right. yeah a lot of units would be good if you gave them a ton of money and a ton of talent at all three levels you kind of yeah, got to be able to figure it out without that you know. Yep, because you got to be able to spend money at other places, including on the offense. And yeah, they're not able to do that. Right. So they're spending a ton of money on the interior and on the on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it better doggone well be good, but you're not getting any kind of production elsewhere where you're trying to be cheap and where you kind of have to be cheap because mm-hmm. the quarterback costs a ton, the offense costs a ton. Do you ever think it's... about how the last three drafts of first and second round picks for the Eagles, uh, first, second, and third round picks for the Eagles have I been... Try not to. Jalen Hurts, or they've been Jalen Rager, Jalen Hurts, Davian Taylor, Andre Dillard. Oh boy, I forgot about Andre Dillard, dude. I think we all have <laughs> Andre Dillard, Andre uh, Dillard, JJ Thigga Whiteside, Miles Sanders, and they didn't have a third in that draft. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is the best of the bunch, in my opinion. Some people got outplayed by Rich Ross uh, Dick Rod today. Like Richard oh, Rodgers has been so good, except for blocking or running. <laughs> like, catching the ball has been great. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the high-impact draft picks just, just aren't there. And even even with Goddard, like, he was still, like, limited in what he could produce because Ertz was here and whatnot. And, boy, mm-hmm. I mean, why pay Zach Ertz when you have Dick Rod on the team? <laughs> like, oh, come man. on. Okay. <laughs> let's, um, let's do three words. We'll do three words. I want to do this really quick because I think that it should be done. Uh, the Eagles are three, six, and one. Washington brings home a win today against whoever in God's name they were playing. Uh, yeah. Not Carolina. Who are they playing? Heaven Good knows. Question. So they're now three and seven. Oh, since it was Cincinnati because they broke Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. That was not oh, good. Poor Joe. Depressing. Okay. So Eagles remaining. Uh, so the Eagles are now, they're still leading the NFC East, if that's a thing you care about, but half a game. Oh. Dallas Cowboys are current play, currently playing the Minnesota Vikings to 6-7 game right now. Do the Cowboys win this game? No. All right, then they play Washington Thursday night. T- toss up? No, you got to choose. Dalton's I'll, I'll, I'll go Cowboys in that one, I guess. I guess. Okay. So we got the Cowboys lost win. And then uh, at the Ravens. Loss. At the Bengals. Uh, win, because yeah, Burrow's out. Uh, 49ers, at, uh, they're home against 49ers. Loss. Home against the Eagles. Whoa. <laughs> Oh man, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's a loss. And then add the Giants. Loss. Okay, so that's five losses and two wins in their last seven. So that'll put them at four and twelve for the Cowboys. All right, Washington time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington, yes, just did beat the Bengals. You gave them the win over the Cowboys, so win in their first game. Uh, and then they play the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Loss. 
Forty Niners in well, San who Francisco. Who knows? Who knows? The Steelers always play down yeah. to the competition. It's bizarre. They're, they might be the worst ten and O team that I've yeah, seen, but they're bad. still very, very good. I uh, add the Niners. Loss. Home Seahawks. Loss. Home Panthers. Oh, that's tough. Let's just give them a win just for funsies. That's the uh, that's, that's the Ron Rivera revenge game right there, baby. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then at Philly. Oh man, that's 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 tough. I'm gonna say loss. Loss. Okay. So that's f- two and four over their next however many. <laughs> So that'll put them at 5-11 and 11 for Washington. All right. And now on to the Giants. Giants have a bye week this week. They are currently... Loss. <laughs> what are the Giants? 3-7? <laughs> and seven? Yes, 3-7. and seven. Uh, mm-hmm. With two wins against Washington and a win against the Eagles. So they're currently 3-2 yeah. uh, three and, three and, three and, three and two in the division now because they lost three to the two, Giants yeah, yeah. and the Eagles. All right. So at the Bengals. Who is this again? The Giants? Giants. At the Bengals. That's a win. Burrow's out. Yeah. At Seattle. At Seattle is a loss. All right. Uh, home Cardinals. Loss. Home Browns? Oh, I think that one's close. Oh, yeah? That's, yeah, but I'm going to give them a loss. Okay. <laughs> At Ravens? Loss. Home Cowboys? You gave them a win in this game. Yes. When we did Dallas. So they also go 2-4, and four, so they are also 5-11. and 11. <laughs> Is that three Is that three teams now? No, At five so the and Cowboys 11? are 4-12. and 12, Washington and the Giants for you are 5-11, and 11, which brings wow. us to Moment of Truth. Uh-huh. Eagle Seahawks, Monday Night Football in Seattle. A big fat L that'll go to overtime for some At reason because the Seahawks, <laughs> Seahawks can't have a normal game. Green Bay, I'm going to call a loss. Uh, home Saints. Loss. I don't care who's a quarterback. At Cardinals. At Cardinals is a loss. And you already gave them the dub over Dallas and over Washington, which would make your Philadelphia oh, Eagles 5-10-1, and one, and they would which be means... NFC East champions. They have to win one more game in that scenario, and I think that's all very realistic. I even gave Washington a W for funsies. Against Carolina, yeah. Against Carolina, which who knows Five how that Five-win NFC East champion, baby. Listen, right now, the Eagles are picking 19 because they win the division and then assumingly lose immediately in the playoffs. If they didn't win the division, they'd be making a top-five pick. Which, like, okay, I know I've said before, like, okay, I want certain things to go right. I want them to win the division because that means X, Y, Z happened. Those are all good things. Uh, there are no good things happening if they win the division at five wins and it costs them what twenty? Like, is that twenty slots? It's f- about what? fifteen. It's about fifteen slots. Fifth, like I would oh say, twelve God. to fifteen slots. So you're talking about going from like having at, at least all of the wide receiver board minus one and all of the corner board minus one off, yeah, to having multiple wide receivers, multiple corners off. You completely lose your shot at Michael Parsons, linebacker out of Penn Ooh. State. No chance right. of making it to the twenties. I mean, like. It's a conversation. If they go like seven or eight wins, okay, I can stomach it because it kind of closes that gap. Mm-hmm. Five wins? Oh, how how bad is that for the team moving forward? Number one, you don't deserve to be there. They should change the rules right away. Just give it to the Rams. Aren't the Rams undefeated against the NFC East? Let, let them be the representative. Give another playoff spot to somebody else. That's absurd to me. Five-win team going to the playoffs. And it costs you 15-plus picks. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. And it's very reasonable. Like, I don't think I made any wild picks in that. Right. Here we and, are. And all, I think when I look at it, to me, it comes down to the Giants. You gave them the win against the Bengals, then lost to Seattle, lost to the Cardinals. Browns, loss. Then Ravens, and then the Cowboys. They we need to beat the Browns. You, mm, That's the Giants. The Browns one is the one that matters to the Giants. For Washington, you gave them the Panthers win. So unless they yeah. steal one from Steelers, 49ers, or Seahawks, which, like, 49ers are really banged up, so maybe then I don't think that the Washington's going to be able to make that push, even with the win against the uh, the Bengals most recently. And then Dallas, I mean, if they can win this one against the Vikings, that'll be great. 
Yeah. But even then, they're still a five and eleven team off of your predictions, and the Eagles still beat them. What if it's five and eleven, five and eleven, five and eleven, five ten and one? Oh my god! I would be, be so happy. Wait, I keep saying one game. I give the I give them I give the Eagles two wins. Who was it against? Was you it gave them the two divisional Dallas? wins against the Cowboys yeah. and against Washington to end the year. Okay. So I mean, basically, Washington, they would be on confident. they'd be on a six game losing streak. They'd be three <laughs> eleven and one with two divisional hot. games and win in their end, and they win both. Oh That's my absurd. gosh, it would be awesome. It'd be That's horrible. Dis- it would be great. <laughs> That's disgusting. All right, let's get to. Three words from the gentle listeners. Every week we ask you for your three words to describe this game from at BGN underscore Twitter. We'll go through these kind of kind of quickly. Uh, as Neil Dutton points out at N Dutton 13, Russ next week. Brother, I'm not looking forward to that one at all. The DK Metcalf tweets will be hitting hot and heavy. Um, as Rudolph W points out at Rudolph W 89, total effing rebuild. I'm with you. And that's why I think this team is screwed until 2023. They become even more screwed. If they win this doggone division and uh, lose some some draft capital in that way, um, damn sexy Flanders at N O V A Philly says I am done. He also says in parentheses, and I'm not going to read this. I'm just pointing it out that I'm not going to. Uh, he says I know you won't read this, but Laurie needs to think on the fi- on the Phillies and how detrimental it is when an organization is openly dismissive of a fan base's intelligence and downright hostile to media's valid criticisms. An apathetic fan base has a long term impact. Lot I agree. Of big words there. Yeah, not going to read it though. Not going to read it. Read. Um, uh, last Noah one for Eisner. me. Be- oh, go ahead. Oh, the last one for me before I kick it to you. Daniel Grabowski. At Fly Dan Fly, uh, beef and cheddar. That's right, kids. Eat Arby's. Nothing matters. Ben, go ahead. Yeah, at Noah Eisner. Uh, at N Eisner says, bring back Thorson. <laughs> Boy, sure. We're man. not. We're not there. Man. We should have. That's when we really should have known that this was like <laughs> when they made the Miller Thorson picks back to back. And when it should have been like, yo, we yeah. are screwed. Uh, I didn't want to see Thorson at the Senior Bowl, and that that's bad. But, like, Jim Nagy's out there saying, oh, the team's had a second and third round grade. The guy stinks, when, man. He's bad. When Arthago Whiteside's cut and not picked up off waivers, <laughs> <laughs> 60% of that draft class won't be in the league two years after the draft. Just two. Absurd. Yep. Uh, Thomas McLaughlin at McLaughlin T810. Y'all are fired. Us? Us? Yeah. What? I don't like Can it. Can I be? Yeah. I, I, y'all... <laughs> Me? I didn't do it. The, um, the coaches? The coaches. Troy right. DeCaz at uh, PS5 Troy. season. Shout out to you if you did get a PS5. Embarrassed for Osman. Yeah, yeah man. Brother. Listen, listen. Respect yeah. to Joe Osman. Love you. Been a great practice guy. Good locker room dude. Glued dude. Works hard in the weight room. You just genetically did not get what Nick Chubb got. And sometimes <laughs> that's just the way. <laughs> That's just the way that goes, man. <laughs> you just like you were you, nineteen and a half sacks at Central Michigan inside spin move. Love you, Joe. Nick Chubb, man, just a little bit. Just yeah. this is why we need the XFL. So Joe speaking to go be good in the XFL, where you just that's where XFL players go, and then we let Nick Chubb be Nick Chubb in the NFL. Yeah, Osman, brother, I, I want you to be the the new Stephen Means, but I've never seen Stephen Means just get dropped like that. Yeah, it's just and, and that, oh man, Osman waves. came out such a good aesthetic, had the hair going, yeah. the ninety five looked nice, and then he got planted. Oh my gosh, what a play! Love Nick Chubb. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, Tom Seymour at Tom underscore bleed underscore green. Stop watching them, <laughs> which I liked as if you were telling us, like, hey, you don't need to do it anymore. Wish I could. 
Wish, uh, I, could, Tom wish D- I could. Tomek Dobrzanski. Sorry if I messed that up, Tomek. Uh, <laughs> top 10 mocks. Not yet, baby. Soon. We just Soon. need one of these other teams to win one game, and then we'll do it. It'll I can't wait good. to learn uh, the, the, the draft. And I'm going to be honest, I have watched exactly one football game of college football Which game? this year. Clemson Notre Dame? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you no, know. no, it was Clemson Notre Dame. Who uh, Alabama had a big one already, didn't they? Maybe it was two games. Alabama played Ole Miss in like a five bajillion point game. No, nah, I didn't see that. I don't, they haven't <laughs> Doesn't had, ring a bell. They haven't really had a big one besides that. Maybe, maybe it was just Clemson Notre Dame then. Because all I right, let's hear it. What, let's get. Let me get your spicy draft take. Ready? Go. Give me a draft take. Here it comes. And oh, the Georgia game. They played Georgia. Oh, that's right. I did yeah. see that one. So that was two games. That was that was the two games that I saw. The spicy draft take is. Oh man, Mormon Manzel. Uh, is going to be a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. BYU kid? Yeah. You're outside your melon. <laughs> yeah. Good Again, talk. zero games this season. I have only <laughs> seen the clips. You don't need to watch games to have takes. These are the well, rules. I've, as I've just proven. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched only the clips on the timeline, and by those clips, he's the best quarterback of all time. So, Mormon Manziel, pick him up. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for uh, for the recap here. So, Ben, yeah. say goodbye. To the uh, dental listeners, let them know what we got uh, cooking up for the rest of the... Oh, I did want to address one thing before we go, Ben, uh, if people are still listening. Someone someone had asked me, and a couple of people had asked me, and, and I've gotten DMs about it, you know, so on and so forth, asking for a Kist and Solak film review show, as we have done in the past. I really do apologize, guys, and I'm really trying to make that work on, on certain weeks. Uh, there's a lot going on and I'm not trying to like humble brag or like any of that stuff. I'm just trying to make it clear to you why this is happening. But like, okay. If Mike's not trying to humble brag, I'm trying to brag on behalf of Mike. Mike's (laughs) making big money moves with not only BGN radio, but with all of the Vox family podcasts uh, and the NFL side, Mike is integral to the operation at SB nation as they expound their podcast. He is the man. Uh, and if you've enjoyed BGN radio, it's understandable that you would want to keep Mike for as long as possible. Trust me, I am first among that mob. However, for the other 31 fan bases to get the quality of podcast work, both pre, during the show, and post, they need more of Mike's time uh, than, than we're allowed to get out of him, which sucks. But that's yeah. the nature of being talented is that everybody wants you. So listen, just follow me on Twitter, and you'll get all the all 32 recap <laughs> stuff that you need. But Mike's yeah. the man, uh, and he's doing what he can. I appreciate you, Ben. Yeah, the the SB Nation NFL show has been great. Also, taking up a lot of time, and you got to you know, there's not enough time, and you got to swap certain stuff for certain stuff. So I do apologize uh, that we can't bring you those film review shows. We'll see for the rest of the season. We'll see moving forward as well as these roles kind of get more uh, defined and whatnot. So I, I appreciate you uh, listening and asking and and wanting to to hear it because we love doing them and we think they're fun. So. Maybe one day uh, down the road. Ben, say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Yeah, no, thank you as always for listening to the Kist and Solak Show here on BGN Radio. I do appreciate Mike taking the majority of my recap away from me. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> this was Eagles-Browns week 10, week 11. God knows. Recap show. The Browns bring it home 22-17. to 17. Can you believe the Browns were 7-3, and three, by the way? Like that team. That's wild. 7-3. and three. How bizarre anyway. is, is the NFC, the AFC North? Anyway, yeah, yeah uh, go ahead. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're now ranked above Baltimore. In that division, because Baltimore six and four, yeah. Baltimore Which beat them forty nine to two in the first week of the season, <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah, so there you go, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland with the win, Eagles with the loss, dropped the three six and one Monday night football. Seattle Seahawks upcoming, uh, and really a rigorous stretch of NFC opponents over the next month for the Eagles. We'll see if they can do anything interesting. Don't hold your breath. 
If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you listen to your podcasts. As Mike and I said, we would read reviews if the Eagles won, and they decided they didn't love you enough to do that. So continue to spite them and despise them for it. He's been Michael Kist on Twitter, at Michael Kist, NFL, it's KISD. I've been Benjamin Solak on Twitter, at Benjamin Solak, that's S-O-L-A-K. Richard Rodgers is the second leading wide receiver on this team. Everything is sad. Thank you so much. We all we got, we all we need, fly, Eagles, fly. Fly.